Welcome back to the Pop Punk Emo Supremo Podcast. That's nice. We got two hosts. Mm-hmm. Host number one, Hunter. Oh, it's me. And host 1A. <laughs> it it's is me. sauce. Or is that A1? A1, my friend. <laughs> Close I'm, enough. I'm like a nice steak. You don't need to put any sauce on me. I'm Rope Dog. <laughs> okay. Well, we've already uh, started this off strong. Um, Roper, we got our top five vocalists. We do. I feel like this one's long overdue. I feel like it is. This list was really hard for me to put together because I can't narrow it down to five. So here's mm-hmm. or a top five. Here is just five of my favorites i would i'd say same like other than like probably my top two i was like i it could go anywhere yeah. um there there was a lot of uh controversy like i was like literally i had the list of names i had 11 names and i was like pulling my hair out trying to figure <laughs> out which ones i had to drop for the episode so um this may be another part tour in the yeah. in the distant future yeah who knows eventually we're gonna run out of ideas <laughs> I know. I just keep trying to scrape the idea idea barrel. Mm. Jesus, dude. I can't talk. Come on, man. This is what happens when I work all day and then I have to talk. Oof. See, I just <clears throat> talk all day and then when you leave, I'm going to be so zombie antisocial. And <laughs> I'm like, I can't even talk to my own dog. See, it sucks. I think there's this thing where like, if you don't talk at all at work, then like you just forget how to speak in general. Yeah. You That's just listen I, to music all day. Podcasts and music. Yeah. Dude, I, I can't, like, I have this thing where I'll put my headphones in and start listening to music, and then someone will ask me a question, like, not even 10 minutes after I put my headphones in, and then I'll forget to put them back in, and then I'll yeah, just go back to work. They're just playing. And, yeah, so, <laughs> like, so I can kind of hear it, but it's, like, also I'm not getting you're the... Sorry. With the way your brain works, too, you're like, where's that static coming from? Yeah, I just, like, start, like, looking, you know, like, when a meerkat, like, pops out of its hole, like, like looking both <laughs> directions, trying to figure out what's going on? That is me all the time. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. We got some listener responses. I do. I asked you guys who some of your favorite vocalists were. Uh, HDTV515 said Jeff Rickley, Johnny Craig, Kurt Travis, Josh Kogan, and Tyler Lyle. I don't recognize most of those. I feel I, like you do, though. I recognize... Johnny Craig. Johnny Craig and Kurt Travis, just because they both were in Dance, Gavin Dance at certain points in their careers. Okay. Joff Rickley looks like it sounds familiar. Uh, with When he posted this in the comments, he just added all of them. So it was like, I only looked at one of them to see where they were from, and it's his Tyler Lyle, that vocalist. <laughs> and... Uh, He's from this band called The Midnight, which they're like a electronic, like 80s synth style band. Oh, very cool. I don't know. I think I've showed them to you like when we first started hanging out and you're like, man, this is too poppy for me. And Was then that like just, the first time we hung out? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, ah, I don't like this. They're like, like in the mall? Yeah. yeah. Where they're skating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. It was, uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's something about 80s synth pop that like, like I, it all sounds the same to me. Yeah. I mean, I was on a kick. I was on a kick once. I listened to Midnight a little bit, and then after a while, I'm like, "Man, this all sounds the same. I need to change it up." And then we started the podcast, so I went back into pop punk. Mm-hmm. Just like drug you back into yeah. it. Yep. Uh, Troubled Rebel of Tiny Falls says Billy Joel Armstrong, Mark Hoppus, 
Uh, we got Justin Furtistenfield. I feel like I butchered that I, one. I would have said the same thing. Okay, cool. Uh, Rivers, Kumo, and Josh Ramsey. Yeah, so we got a little Green Day blink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Weezer, and then two other guys. That yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like I was like trying to figure out the other ones myself. Yeah. I always feel like if we if we don't acknowledge something that or like a band that somebody like recommends or like posts on our fucking uh, like questions, mm-hmm. you know, like in the comments, I always feel like we're gonna be under fire for just being like, oh yeah, they're cool, and then we don't even know. Probably, them. yeah. If I, I don't think I even learned the names of some of my favorite artists until like maybe a year or two ago. I really only know band names and vocalist names. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes like if I'm really into the band, I can like pinpoint. Who yeah. It. But yeah. If, um. And then and then uh, you go on the last one. Oh, uh, our friend Batch. Batchy. From the Empty Space podcast said Pocket Cannon. Pocket. Of course. Billy Joe Armstrong. Of, of course. course. Tyler Zanon of Youth Fountain. And Luke from Calling All Captains. Luke does have a really cool voice. He does. Tyler, Very, Tyler's voice is fucking rad, too. I know. You guys are big Youth Fountain boys. Yeah. I, uh, I like like I, I, I like them, but like not enough to go back to them. Is that fair? Yeah, that's very fair. I have to be in the right mindset, like a really sad mindset mm. to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can feel that. That's very gloomy. Yeah. Very but gloomy. Hell of a musician. Hell of a musician. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any uh, vocalists, why didn't you comment on our thing? Yeah. Uh, this is me guilt tripping you guys. Um, but the people who did comment on us, you're my best friends. Thank you. I will gladly accept your uh, Facebook friend request. Yeah. If you were to send it my way. But everyone else, mm-mm. Nope. Nada. Gotta know nope. you in person. That's my yep. rule. So, <laughs> we got some new releases of the week. Should we jump into it? Yeah. Okay. So this week. I picked a band called Peregrine. I can't pronounce (laughs) your name, but they put out this amazing song called Sagittarius A. It's like a nice, like slow acoustic-y song, and then it like has this really like shoegazy style to it with this like lead riff that sounds like it's straight out of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like once he hits the bridge of the song, and he actually like puts a lot of like he puts a lot of emotion into the bridge of the song, and it's beautiful. It's a, I really like the I, I like the sound they're going for. The vocalist does a great job on it. Yeah. Um. I do have to make fun of them for having Sad Boy Club <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, just thought that was really funny. I listen. I listened to a few more songs that they have out on Spotify, and uh, they really have this like. It reminds me of Dance Gavin Dance. Oh it's really? Got like this kind of swan core style sound with like pop punk vocals. So. Hmm, they kind of give me Oso Oso vibes. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. I was getting that from yeah. them. Um, Simple Plan yeah. released a song with uh, our favorite boy from Sum 41, Derek Wimbley, uh, called Ruin My Life.
when I saw the title of this when we were looking up new releases, mm-hmm. well, when I was, I'm like, man, I hope they didn't just cover monsters and then <laughs> change the name to ruin my life. I mean, uh, they definitely could have got away with it. Oh, for sure. But this song is way better than Monsters, so. I, you know, when that, when Monsters first came out, I was really into it. I fucking like, hate it. It was definitely, like, in my brain, I was like, this is clearly a guilty pleasure thing. Yeah. And then Demi Lovato came in, and I was like, well, now it's gone. Oh, <laughs> dude, speaking of her, she uh, announced that she's going to be putting out a pop punk I album. I saw that. I saw it. I literally scoffed and moved on with my Fucking day. Lord Farquaad needs to stay away from our goddamn pop punk music. <laughs> I love Lord Farquaad. I hate <laughs> Debbie Lovato. Same um, person. Anyway, back to this song. <laughs> simple Plan, I think, knocked it out of the park with this one. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just classic Simple Plan. Uh, they have some killer lead guitar parts on there that I really like. Um, Derek Wimbley, I, I'm going to be straight up honest, does not sound like Derek on this song. He sounds like an older, like, old man version of it's, Yeah, it sounds like if he was like, guys... Um, I'm really hungover today. I can't record. And they're like, dude, we only have the studio for today. You got to come in. That is, and not saying like it was a horribly bad performance or anything. Just kind of caught you off guard. Yeah. And it's also like a weird, uh, matchup, right? Like I don't kind of talk about this off mic, but it's, to me, it's just like, it's almost like they're the polar opposite sides of pop punk. Oh yeah. I, I see where you're coming from for sure. Um, I know that they their heydays were back in about the same time. Same though. era, yeah. So, um, but yeah, if you like listen to their newer records today, completely opposite oh, yeah. sounds. Um, but I love both. Like it was, I was very excited to see um, it coming, and I think it's great. Uh, I wish Derek would have had a bigger part on it, like maybe jump in on the final chorus or something. Yeah. Um, but I think he was just in the uh, second verse. Yeah. So. Either way, um, I like the song a lot. I I hope that Simple Plan sticks to more of this and not their like really poopy pop music. Honestly, I haven't heard any other. I mean, this is the only new song that I've heard from them since like two thousand five. So <sighs> really, I yeah. And it's funny because like I called it poopy pop music. Uh huh. Um, and some of it truly is, and others people would be like, "Nope, that's poopy pop music," and I'd be like, "Fucking love this song." No, man. it's not. <laughs> Don't make fun of my uh, simple plan. It's kind of what we were talking about last week, where like there's certain like bands that I drop off of, like especially like if they're broken up. But I know a simple plan isn't. But there's mm-hmm. like a certain era of like Hawthorne Heights is another band that I can think of where like I've seen them a million times after. <laughs> After they weren't popular anymore, and I just don't listen to any of their new music. Hmm. I I haven't. I don't listen to them like at all. Um, Hawthorne Heights. Yeah, they have the Ohio song, right? Yeah, their first two albums are my favorite. Okay, I feel like that's what anyone will ever talk. Yeah, and that's where I dropped off. So, (laughs) well, (laughs) they just happen to open up for all my other favorite bands. Oh, are they really? I figured they would have been headliners. No, I've seen them open up for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Uh, They only got one good song. I know, but that album that that song is on that whole album slaps. Is it? Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Don't you fake it? Yep. But, like, they haven't really put out anything new either, so, like, it was kind yeah. of a weird... I mean, I saw them in, like, 2014, so... I just want bands like that to, like, all do a festival and and it be, like, called the Has-Been Festival. Oh, like the like We that. Were... When We Were Young Festival? Kind of. Some just, of those people still have a career. Yeah. Um, not saying that those people but don't, but... both I mean, of those on. bands are playing on that oh, festival, yeah. so... <laughs> I actually saw on TikTok, uh, Hawth- I saw a video of Hawthorne Heights mentioning that... They, they, they had, and I'm going to say this so wrong. 
um, their manager that books all the shows said, hey, I booked you for a festival. Yeah. And like, they didn't know anything about I it. I saw that video. Yeah. yeah. And then all, and they're like, and now we're on tour with My Chemical Romance or yeah. on now the we're, festival. Now we're opening up for, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works though for a lot of those bigger bands. I just figured it would have been more of an open secret in that community where they would have been like dying to get on that if they because if they knew mcr was going to be playing there every single band in the scene would be fucking chopping off their oh, left nuts to get a chance to play um because i mean who wouldn't my chemical yeah. romance is like kind of the it's it's ironic that they're kind of like the biggest name in the live industry now because they're so well they're just back at it after what 10 years or so yeah i would say 10 12 years but they were supposed to come back in 2020 but then COVID, and then right? COVID happened. Didn't they play a few live shows? They were supposed to play Riot Fest last year, okay. but then I mean, it was still pretty early out of the pandemic. So is this their first thing back? I don't necessarily I feel, know if it is or not. I could have swore they played a few shows before the pandemic hit. They probably could have. I I honestly don't know. The la- the only thing that I've seen them on was that festival. So hmm. so I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping that they play Riot Fest this year. So that way, I I wonder I wonder know. if they're gonna like drop a new album that everyone's gonna hate like every new most likely <laughs> every new like uh <laughs> play the hits damn it yeah exactly yeah I mean that's what it is I I always have respect for those like rock musicians that like still like it's like see they're like yeah that like, was like their last good or their last like good album yeah like they'll they'll know or like maybe like Metallica or something and be like yeah we know you guys want to hear this but we'll, we'll play we'll sprinkle in like one or two new songs in the whole set list or something yeah and then they'll play like the I appreciate it like, when a band does that I, I do too the last time I saw Taking Back Sunday they did not do that <laughs> they played all new stuff and then the last like maybe two songs were like older of, stuff off of uh their first album and my friend Travis was mad, so he's like, let's go. And I'm like, no, I want to watch them play their two songs that I know. <laughs> and then we ended up leaving anyways. Oh, well. But I heard my friend, uh, who's a bartender at Annie's, she said that everybody left. Who's the bartender at Annie's? Uh, she's that shorter girl with blonde hair. How do you know her? From going to Annie's so much. Oh. Yeah, she hmm. goes to show. She I saw her at like, all-time low and stuff, too. Oh, I never yeah. Her that. and her husband love pop punk, so like, you'll have to that at you'll have to like point her out. So I'd be like, oh okay, I know that. Yeah, one. when they open up again. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, should we uh, talk about the rest of the releases? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gregor Barnett um, just released his record. Don't go throwing roses in my grave. You listen to it yet? I listened to most of it. Yeah. Um, there's a few songs on here I like a lot. Yeah, and then the rest I could live without. It's like. It's like country western album with one Menzinger song. Yeah, they, but uh, I'm not saying it's bad. I love it, dude. They made really a good. Home Depot cover. No, no, a Ford truck cover of there's. It's called uh, the songs uh, the first dead body I ever saw. Oh yeah, and it starts like boom, and I'm like just thinking, do you need a Ford truck or something like Built stupid Ford tough. Yeah, like, and I'm just like dying because like it sounds exactly like that to me. And it's actually kind of funny because that song has like a lot of redeeming qualities. To that it. song's really good. Yeah, um, I I still think my favorite one is the lead single "Don't Go Through title, Roses in yeah, My Grave" title track. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's really good. Um, so I I think it's worth a check out if you guys if you are like a big the Menzingers, Menzingers fan. Yeah. Um, and if you guys like more country western stuff, uh, mm. I know a lot of it was based around trying to tell a story rather than like actually having a hook 
more. Oh, that's cool too. I like that. Um, I think it's important to have both. Yeah. And I feel like some of the songs are kind of letdowns because it only has one. A lot of, yeah, uh, it's a lot of like concept records can fall flat too because of that Mm -hmm. where they're like trying to get over the emphasis of the story and then they don't write a catchy and that's, but you gotta think it's gotta be really hard because if you are, oh, tr- fuck yeah. if you're trying to write a story, like stories progress and it's hard for the story to go back to the one part, which is the chorus. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely interesting. I don't know how to write concept albums. Yeah, most people don't. Yeah. <laughs> Even the people that try. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Belmont with yeah. What I Lack. They just, is this a new EP? I th- just thought it was a single. Because that's Spotify listed it as... Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because there was only like four songs under where it was listed when you click on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, shit, did they put out a new EP? But No, it sounds like kind of what was off the old EP. Yeah. Um, Or the most recent one, I yeah. should say. The song rules. It's aggressive. I like it. Yeah. Um, They, they add a lot of like electro-y sounds to it. I think that's why I like it. Is that why you like it? I yeah. think that's why I'm questionable on it okay it's not quite my style but like i like the fact that they're trying something different i like that they're changing up their sound a bit yeah like trying to stand out from everybody else too which i, I think mean, it'll it works, benefit them yeah it works really well for them too mm-hmm. so and, and then it, roper's favorite song of the week set it off yeah who's in control <laughs> who is it uh yeah the song was like i didn't i didn't i didn't like it i don't think it's a pop punk song <laughs> but <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I expected a little bit different from Set It Off. Um, I guess I'm not super familiar with them, so... I, I used to listen to them more when I was, like, in earlier high school, I think. What's a song by them that I might know? I don't even. Um, okay. <laughs> it That was, like... It was, like, one of those things, like, oh, I definitely used to listen to this band, and... Uh, yeah, they were just, like, another, like, Zune band. For yeah, them, exactly. It's like, oh, this sounds good, and you only like one song. Pretty much, Because, yeah. I, I mean, I had that with my iPod, too, so... Oh, what are you gonna Except do? I paid for my music. I paid for mine monthly. Yeah, that's true. How much was the subscription to that? Like ten bucks. Oh, so the same as Spotify, basically. Yeah. For Spotify, I prices. cannot tell you how many arguments I got in my dad about this. He's like, "You're wasting your money because you don't actually own the music." I'm like, "Dad, how many records a week do you buy? Yeah, or a month do you buy?" He's like, "I don't know, one." Okay. Well, for that, you spent ten dollars on that, right? He's yeah. like, "Well, yeah." And I'm like, "All right, well, I spent ten dollars and I downloaded two hundred songs." Yeah. For illegally, and then he was like, "You don't own them," and I'm like, "You had to pay for that ten month ten dollars for the rest of your life," and I'm like. You're going to buy records for the rest of your yeah. life. Like, what's the difference? There's plenty of other things that I could spend $10 on. Granted, in in retrospect, uh, the artist doesn't make near as much money that way. So You didn't know that then? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, and even that I know it today, I still fall into the trap because yep. it's what is it's convenient. It's so convenient. So we all we get all our information from the Pop Punkers on Reddit. Um, so if we missed any music, any new releases, it's stuff you can look up. It even has stuff that isn't pop punk. So if you like yeah. rock music or whatever's big out in the day, I don't know. They got that stuff. Also, Roper curates a lovely Spotify playlist. Yeah. Um, it is guaranteed to fill your soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. <laughs> Maybe not what you want, but something. I don't know. Um, so instead of, uh, getting more into detail about what is filled in our souls, how about we jump into our list? Yeah. It's about time. So in our top five vocalists, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my number five is pretty predictable. I know. <laughs> uh, he's He plays in a band called Story So Far. 
No, don't you mean Story So Far? Story So Far. Mm-hmm. And he's also in another band called No Pressure. No Pressure. No Pressure. <laughs> uh, who is this, you ask me? It's fucking Parker Cannon, dude. Oh, man. Goddamn Parker I would have picked Parker if you didn't. Yeah. I, Dude, like I said, before we even... Bef- like, as we were making this list, I had so many people on here that I'm like, man, do I like this person more than this person? Then mm-hmm. it's like, we're going to have to do a part two. Yeah. Um, a song that everybody should check out if they haven't heard Parker Cannon. But if you're listening to this play or this podcast and you haven't heard Parker Cannon, then what are you doing? What are you doing? Bro? What are you doing? Your shit uh, check out the song Nerve. I think vocally it's phenomenal. Like, I don't, I just, words can't describe how much this dude's voice just hits me right in the fucking spine, dude. You know why? It's because he's got that big old uh, hole in his chest. Hole in his heart. <laughs> hole in his heart. Like, he could eat soup out of it. Dude. Mm-hmm. Soup hole? Soup hole. Man. <laughs> is a, you know what's funny? I meant to say cereal, but my brain's like, nope, we're going with soup. Soup's okay. Soup's fine. It's a, it's now, a would milky. you call soup a food or is it a beverage? It's definitely a food. What I'm if sorry. you just get regular tomato soup with nothing in it but tomato broth? It's like hot chocolate but soup, but tomato form. Well, then, then hot chocolate would be chocolate soup then. Yeah. <laughs> but we call that a drink. You know... I didn't come on this podcast I, today to learn a lesson about I what need, is and what isn't soup. I need answers. Well, okay. Anyways, who's going to give me answers? Parker Cannon. Parker. Uh, man, what what do I say about this guy that hasn't been said already, you know? Think, like, this dude has changed my perception on the, or back in the day, changed the perception that I had of pop punk. Whereas when I was listening to pop punk back in, 20, 2011, 2012-ish, back when I started getting back into it, I said back too many times. Uh, you got this, you got this. They, uh, like, everybody kind of sounded similar. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just the bands I was listening to, aside from, like, the Wonder Years. But even then, like, ups, that was around Upside's era, so it was a lot of pop punk had some really nasally voices. And, like, it was that... Uh, or it was like Mayday Parade, Go Radio Time, where and All Time Low and stuff like that, where they were all like they had the high endy, high end, really sappy, and you only think of like neon colors, you know? <laughs> sure. And then these guys just fucking come out of nowhere with all this aggression, and like first time I heard a fucking story so far, I was ready to go take on the world, dude. Just Parker Cannon's voice brings so much energy and aggression to fucking everything he does. And, uh, like, this shit is just fucking amazing. Yeah, I think I think he really helped pave the road for more aggressive pop punk to shine yeah. through. Um, like, what what is it? The He's part of, like, the sad boy phase pop punk like or maybe like more defend yeah, pop punk it's era it's like it's like a blend between defend pop punk and the sad boy era yeah they're really kind of like the same type or same time frame mm-hmm. if you think about it so it's uh, either way he's a standout he's definitely like part of that big four 
Oh yeah. That was I mean that story so far is like definitely like probably number one in the big four of the of that era. You know what I mean? I'm thinking. <laughs> from my pers- from my perspective at least. They were sure. like the biggest band from like twenty thirteen to or like twenty ten to probably twenty fourteen in my eyes. Hmm. And I feel like everybody was just talking about how great Undersoil and Dirt is. And like, it took me a long time to get into that record. That record, it was instant for me. I remember when I first listened to it and I was like, this is too scary. (laughs) It's too heavy for me. (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I, cause when I was, I mean, like, keep in mind, my, my favorite band was The Fray (laughs) before I discovered uh, this kind of stuff. And (laughs) so, I mean, it's, my evolution's definitely evolved. I think, uh, I don't want to mention the name now, but I'll get back to it later. But yeah. uh, a certain band really helped me that we all meld into. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you think. I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking, um, but we'll get to it. I'll talk yeah, about I know later. what that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh, Parker Cannon's always going to be one of my favorite vocalists. This guy is just phenomenal. Although I will say that, like, I don't like his slower stuff. Really? You don't like the... I like Clairvoyant and Navy yeah. Blue. I like those two songs, but... What other slower songs does he have? They've got Phantom. Oh. Um, there's, uh, like... I like this slower stuff off of, like, the proper dose. But, like... Yeah. When they did that acoustic songs of thing, and uh, the only song that I really liked on there was Navy Blue. And then uh, the rest were, like, acoustic versions of, like... Uh, things that things I can't change or or what you don't see. I always get that fucking album mixed up. But yeah, and then they do that Bob Marley cover, and I'm like, God damn it, this is awful. <laughs> I I think that like his voice is definitely meant for fast paced aggression. Yeah. And when he's I but I feel like most most um records are or producers or people who write the songs, whatever you want to call them, um know that there needs to be ups and downs in the record yeah. to keep your attention. Um, it's really hard to find a full-length record that is all hype all the time. Because yeah. by the time like you listen to half of it, you're exhausted. Exactly. So it's it just doesn't make sense um, most think, of the time. Yeah. But I, I feel like they're one of the bands that can make it work. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially off of the proper dose, like they really slowed down their pace. I'm excited to see what they do with their next record. Yeah, me too. I I think it's going to be more proper dose. Yeah, which I'm totally fine with. I I think the proper dose is amazing. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I I will say this. Uh, what's the what's the popular acoustic track off of uh, uh, proper dose? Take me as you please. Yeah, I think that's a perfect. That one's good, but uh, I like that other song that where he talks about uh being the blade on. Like a lawn that's all due. Yeah. What is that song? We came on so uneducated there. Yeah. uh, I like that song too. I think it's cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Even like with Upside Down, that song Upside Down. Mm -hmm. Once I heard that, I was like, really get behind this new direction of the story so far. But I also thought that song was about them breaking up too. So. I, I hope it I hope that it's a mixture of proper dose and something like undersoil and dirt. Yeah. I would like a little bit of both. Like yeah. and then make it meld well together. Um we'll see. I, yeah. I, I think a lot of it's going to be what producer they decide to work with. Yeah, that's uh, true. So 
Um, but anyway, you got anything more on Mr. Packer? I think I've said it all. Okay. I like Mr. Packer. Me too. I got a band. I was actually surprised you didn't pick this band. Um, the band is Hot Mulligan. I gotta let you have some. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, their, uh, vocalist is Nathan Tage Sandville, and also I put in little parentheses Chris Freeman. Yeah. Because he's the background vocalist. Yes. Um, I think a great song to uh, demonstrate uh, kind of the vocal paralysis that this band may have uh, is Backyard. Backyard's like perfect. Mm-hmm. For that, for if you were to be like, oh, what's a good Tade song? That one. Yeah, yeah. It really, really shows up. But I said, uh, I really feel like Tade's is either a complete hit or a complete miss for people. Yeah. Um, I fell in love with this yelling style that is so impactful and incredibly powerful. I'd love to be in the studio when they were like tracking vocals just to like see him work. You can see like him playing like a live show. I was at one of his live shows in Pennsylvania and, um, and then when they were doing a mic check, like you can like most most people when they're doing the mic check, they'll be like, yo, check, check, one, two. And then Tage is like, yeah, that's what uh, <laughs> so hard. My friend said that the f- first time he saw Hot Mulligan, he was just caught off guard because Tades did that. And he mm-hmm. was like, he's like, man, it was the most jarring thing ever because nobody was ready for it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. always throws people off guard. I, I, but I was like, oh, shit, that was cool. Yeah. I think that was the first time I saw them live, and it was it was awesome. Um, and then I, and then I also wanted to just bring up that Chris with the backup vocals. Oh, yeah. uh, also, Chris with the backup vocals. Um, the, his is normally clean, and it really complements the shrieking that comes from Tage. Oh yeah, like it's nice to have both. Um, and then Green Squirrel in pretty bad shape, which is yeah. actually mostly him. It's all Chris. Yeah, it is like. Mwah. oh yeah it's beautiful so he he could definitely like front the band by himself easy oh yeah uh if you do like chris freeman's voice and stuff he's got a like kind of hip-hop style solo project called extra large holiday card that's pretty good oh really yeah i have to check that out yeah uh, as far as i'm aware tage writes most of the lyrics um as well and those are also incredibly impactful and the way he sells them hits my soul in just the right way mm. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. I asked him uh, how he came up with his lyrical style after a show, um, and his response was by having a shitty fucking childhood. Oh wow! And it was the most awkward. <laughs> like that's position. probably why he probably remembers you, and that's why he doesn't like they won't respond to our tweets. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, like yeah, fuck that guy asking him. me about my lyrical style. It was it was so awkward cuz like there was like other people like go I don't know if he's getting out signatures or something. I like waited my turn just to like yeah. cuz I was like still new to writing music when I when I was doing this. And I just wanted to see like hey, like you know what what inspirations like what books do you like? What yeah. you know, what TV shows do you watch? Stuff like that. And then he's like, "Nope, just got a fucking shitty ass childhood." And I'm like I remember just standing there for like two seconds waiting for him to laugh or something. And I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> I just walked away very quickly. You saw him in uh, Pennsylvania. Is that what you said? I saw him in Pennsylvania, but I actually asked him this question in Iowa. Oh, he was probably pissed that he had to be in Iowa, Iowa. City. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> that might be it. I don't know. It was, it was very awkward. I actually talked to Chris Freeman once, and he's also very awkward. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, how long did it take you to record um, your first record? And then he was like, oh, I, I, like maybe a month. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, just walked away. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, is it me or is it just this band? I, I can't tell. I don't know. I um, think they're just like very unorthodox guys. They, like, I mean, like they write music like it. Yeah. So I'm still a big fan. They're very goofy. <laughs> yeah. They, I just, I don't know, man. They're so weird. But yeah, I love Hot Mulligan. Oh, um, yeah. uh, I'm excited to see what they do with the next record or if they just want to come out with another EP before they jump into record three. Yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, I feel like they're just like constantly writing them. Yeah, I was so. gonna say they put out stuff pretty consistently. So. Yeah, I bet we They've have always a bit of a wait like now too, though. Yeah. I bet we get like a two year wait. I hope <sighs> not. Me too. But like, I also don't want them to constantly pump out music to where I'm like, okay, I'm sick of these guys. Yeah, you know true. what I mean. You gotta have a little bit of wait. They should follow that formula though that they just did, where it's album EP, album EP. So that way we can get a little bit hyped on the years that are the EP years. Yeah, I do think that like. Their EPs are just B-sides or songs they hadn't finished for the record. I think so. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I Maybe one day I'll get to ask that question and get an awkward and response. And then he won't answer you. Yeah, he just won't even reply. He'll just look me in the eyes and just walk away. I told you. I had a <laughs> shitty fucking childhood. <laughs> I feel like, okay, man. It only you. takes a month. I'd love to have him on the show and then like... And then, like, see if he's actually that awkward or if he just actually hates me. What if he's just so nice to you and he just, he fucking, just fucking hates my guts? Yeah. That's, I don't know. I, you know what? Even if that was the case, I'd be like, I still like the music, so yeah. whatever. Still going to pay money to listen to you guys. So. Exactly. Go ahead, Roper. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> uh, my next pick is from a band, or he's in a band called Baradside, mm. and his name is Oliver Baxter. And a song that you should check out. It's a newer one. Mm -hmm. It's called Dancing on the Ceiling with You. We were dancing on the ceiling. I thought you would have picked Foolish Belief. I thought about it, but I listened to this song the other day when I was making the list, and I was like, oh, it's a good song. Okay, that's fair. So uh, That whole record's kind of underrated. It's so underrated, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't understand, like, especially at, well, I guess Broadside's just a fucking underrated band in general. Yeah, you always like, thought they'd have a little more success than they did. I feel like, I feel like they should. Because, you know what I like, think it is, though? What's that? I think it's because of all the band members coming in and out. Yeah, I would think so too. Like with, but they still consistently put out music. No yeah, matter how but many. like I think and it'd be harder for them to a consistently put out music more because like I'm pretty sure their last record came out years and years after their the one before that. Wasn't um, it like a five year gap or something? No, four, four. <laughs> that's I mean I think I think that's uh, kind of standard. Paradise came out in like. 2017 i think that record only had a few good songs on it though yeah but it's still like a three-year gap in between this last record that came out Mm. yeah because this one this one's on uh into the raging sea which came out in 2020 yeah and uh, that was like early 2020 yeah it was like right at the beginning of the pandemic Mm -hmm, because i remember listening to it while i was working during yeah 
Um, it's so fucking good, though. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I love all I love all those records, but the second one, the second one is definitely the weakest link for me. Yeah. Um, just because it was like at the height of their like, it was at like probably the peak of their like popularity though, because they put out they put out old bones and that's what kind of put them on the map, mm-hmm. and then they followed it up with uh, Paradise. And then uh, I think that kind of took their momentum away. Well, and then most of the band members left, like right after that. Yeah. Too. So with that lineup change, it kind of just like put them on like a pause. And they ended up putting out like a two song. Uh, would you? It'd be like a single, basically. But those mm-hmm. songs are pretty fucking good too. So mm. I don't know. I don't know why everybody sleeps on this band because Oliver's like his voice is fucking phenomenal. He was actually I actually had considered him before making my list. Uh, yeah. Before I saw that you put him on, it was so. either gonna be I was either gonna add him or Derek from State Champs, but yeah, with his performance lately, dude. That no, I literally thought the same thing. I I, I wrote I actually no, I didn't even write his name down uh, because I was like. I remember out of my head, and I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I just moved past it. Yeah, like... And that's not even, like... That doesn't even mean he's a bad vocalist. It just means that, like, he's a bad lyricist now. Yeah. I don't know. If he if he even writes the lyrics, I don't know. i am be a hypocrite later, so... Uh, about yeah. It. Uh, yeah, I just feel like... I feel like this band's, like, fucking underrated with one of the best vocalists in the scene. Like, every... Every album that they put out, Oliver has been consistently good and has not failed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you'll kind of you'll kind of see a trend in my in my list with a lot more of like soulful like R and B style singers. Yeah, just because that's my personal taste. I feel like knowing knowing like the behind the scenes of actually like training your voice and stuff like that, and like prepping yourself to get the best sound out of your vocals. Like I have high respect for the next couple people that are going to be on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really, I, like I said earlier, I feel like they're super underrated. The first time I heard this band, I was fucking pumped up. First time I heard coffee talk. On yeah. Pa- Cause it would just pop up on Pandora and I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Who is this? <laughs> You're like angry about how I'm much like, you like broadside. It. What a weird name. And then, uh, yeah, and then ever since I heard that song, I was hooked on this band. And then I got to see them, like, maybe two months after I heard Coffee Talk. So, I, like... Are they as good live? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's cool, too, because whenever Oliver sings, he doesn't sing the song the same Same way way. every Mm -hmm. time. So, like, he adds a little more flair to it. I wonder if, like, they're in, like, the studio and they're, like... Maybe like trying to track doubles or something, and then the producer's like Oliver, can you just fucking sing the same I think, thing? I think when they're in the studio, like he doesn't try to do like the vocal runs as much. Okay, and, and probably like, not. He's a he's a very he seems to me like he's a very in the moment style vocalist too. Mm-hmm. Just what he's feeling. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I saw them and they played like an acoustic set at Vaudeville Muse. It was just him oh, nice. and the guitar player, and uh, I. I like cornered him and I was like, man, I really fucking love your band. And just like talk to him about like what his favorite songs of the band, like of that album were at the time and stuff. It was awesome. He's such a nice guy. And like, he didn't have to like let, like he didn't have to have the conversation with me. And he just seems so like enticed in the conversation too, which was 
awesome. I just see like he like goes to the bathroom and he like he's leaving the bathroom. He like opens up the bathroom door and you like put your arm out in the doorway and you're like, "Hey, Oliver, <laughs> no, some questions for it was, you." <laughs> it was cool because it was at Vaudeville Muse and it was like a smaller show. Yeah, and I think it was like Yumi at six who was like the headliner of it. It was oh, like a weird band that I had, or not a weird band, but like a band that I wasn't familiar with. I only went for Broadside. And like, I was just like standing in the middle of the floor, like talking to him in between sets. So, oh, was he like listening? He was just walking around because it was after they played. So, that was like, I saw Keep Flying at, um, I think it was The Muse. Yeah. Who'd they play with? Uh, Home Safe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was The Muse. Yeah, and because um, you left right before you got there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we know this story. Yep. Um, and and uh, the keep flying dudes were just like walking around and chilling and playing Pokemon on their Game Boy. And <laughs> <laughs> like when I was there, I'm not joking. There was like maybe ten people there. Yeah, there was not a lot of people there. Yeah. So uh, by the time you got there, there was at least twenty or so. Yeah. Like, doubled a little bit for home safe, but yeah, when I was there, I was like, man, there's no one here. I actually had to listen to some shitty like local band from Ames. <laughs> Oh, and it really? was so funny because like the the earring not the earring dude but the gauge dude from keep flying like yeah. was like being super respectful and like listening to all of the bands before them come up yeah. and then like he and then the they started playing he was like sh- shaking his head to the to the beat and then i think someone fucked up with the band he's like <sighs> he like <laughs> he like shook his head <laughs> no and then just like walked away <laughs> it was so funny oh man that's rough yeah i feel bad for <laughs> dude if i like if that had happened to me and i saw like like he's like i don't know if i'd say one of my heroes but like really love the dude yeah i would be like oh my music career is over. they probably didn't even know who he was probably not yeah, yeah. but anyway what's <laughs> Let's hear your next pick. You want to hear mine? Yeah. Dude, I got uh, Jetty Bones. Jetty Bones. Um, Guess who the vocalist is. I can't pronounce her name. Me either. Is it Kelsey? <laughs> it's not Jetty Bones. It's I'm going to say it's Kalek because um, it's, <laughs> it's... It's spelled that way. Yeah, it's like K-E-L-C and then Guluzu or Guluzo. I think it's Guluzo. Um, very strange name. I always thought her actual name was Jetty Bones. And then I was like, I think, wait, that's way too cool of a name I think it's real. Kels. Kels? Yeah, short for Kels. Kels Galuzzo? Yeah. I don't know. I did some Googling. <laughs> that makes a little more sense. Um, yeah. I've actually, before I announced the song, um, I had found them when they had dropped their first EP somehow. Oh, yeah? And so this was, or maybe this wasn't their first EP, but it was it was one of their first, at least. Um, and then I had recently rediscovered them, and I was like, holy shit, they have been releasing awesome yeah. song after awesome song. Like, I was so impressed. I think I think I saw them open up for they, it was in Iowa, really? in Des Moines. And I think it was a story so far. I wow. thought it was Knuckle Puck at first. It might I might be getting my shows mixed up. Yeah, because the only story so far show I remember being in Iowa was before you're strong. Yeah, well, they played another time after that. Did they? Hmm, but I'm someone. thinking thinking I saw Jetty Bones. Uh, open up for KP, not story so far. I don't know. It's one of those two, but. Hmm. It's very important. It's very important. Continue. Anyway, I just wanted to suggest the song that got me into them, and that was uh, Coasting Lines.
Have you heard this one? I think I have. It fits off their earlier stuff. It is, yeah. yeah it's so good. Um, but anyway, I just said Jetty Bones should be where Paramore is. Like, plain and simple. Um, her voice is so beautiful, and I love the sound of her songs. Her lyrical style is also very intricate and very inviting, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, it's like, it's, ugh. she knows when to be descriptive and when to write the simple hooks for the yeah. songs. I really appreciate that in a songwriter. Um, she is so underrated and really needs more attention. You you won't believe this, but um, her sp- uh, monthly Spotify listeners, g- give me a guess of what you think it is. You're going to guess uh, lower. I would but. say, like, 10,000. Oh, that's 20, but still, that's so oh, low. 20,000. Yeah. I, I, I would have guessed like 120 or something really? like that. That I feel like they're at that level. Yeah. Um. So, is it, it doesn't she sing a song where she talks about a couch, but she pronounces couch as couch? Couch? I don't know. Couch? Uh, maybe I. <laughs> Why is that so funny? I don't know. Couch? 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 Um, but yeah, please, uh, if anyone on this list, uh, that you guys want to check out, like, please give Jetty Bones some love. Yeah. I feel like she is a very underrated musician. For sure. Um, and her band kills it. So, yeah. um, she's the Jetty to their bones, dude. Oh, big time. Big time. I love the name Jetty Bones. Too. Yeah. I don't know. Cause you is. think, you think it should be Betty Jones, but it's Jetty Bones. Oh, maybe that's the joke. I guess I, <laughs> I just didn't think about it. I just watched the light bulb go off over your head. Yeah, but it was like an angry light bulb. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> flickering one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, I, 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 I really thought I needed to put a female vocalist on this because I know you didn't. And I was like, oh, man, I should have. Yeah, I just feel like I actually was going to pick Haley Williams because I do think she's a phenomenal vocalist. Oh, yeah. Um, But I also was like, no, nah, it's a little too much. Too it's obvious, a, you know? Yeah. And then as I'm like writing like, uh, Haley Williams down. I'm like, Jetty Bones. Jetty Bones is way better. <laughs> so I was like, see you later, Haley. Although I do love Haley. I do too. All right, but I'm done with Jetty. Okay. My next pick mm-hmm. is from a band called In Her Own Words. Oh. Ooh, ah. And their vocalist is Joey Fleming. Mr. Fleming. Mr. Fleming. Is there like a famous person with the last name Fleming? Or Flemings or something. Ian Fleming wrote all the James Bond books. Nah, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I just like, I feel like Flemings is like a really popular. Like, it's a restaurant here. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm picking off. And it's just yes. like, it's a little rich for my it's taste. It's like a fancy restaurant. I mm-hmm. can't afford their T-bone steaks. That's where you like take your girlfriend when you fucked up. <laughs> I haven't got to that phase. Usually like if I fuck them, I'm like, I'm out. Nah. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, go ahead. Uh, A song that you should check out is I Was Honest, You Were Lying. Joey Fleming, another fucking hidden gem, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, this band is so fucking underrated. Yeah. Like, if Broadside isn't being talked about enough, like, in her own words, should be talked about. 
more, <laughs> you know, like I shouldn't say that. I think, but like there's a, there's a common thread between both bands because they both have solid fucking music and phenomenal singers that put a little more soul and emphasis into what they're doing. So mm-hmm. uh, he's got this like nice mix of smooth and then he can hit you with these little raspy vocals at like during like hooks of songs and shit like that, dude. He's just phenomenal. He does have a great voice. I even admitted off mic that this is a band that I definitely sleep on. Oh, hands down. I don't think I heard about them until you. Yeah. I could I be mean, wrong. Dude, they put out like two albums before I even found them. And then they put out uh, uh, Steady Glow after that. And like, Steady Glow's great. That fucking album is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but like their first two were amazing too. Uh I feel like this dude's like the like future of the genre when it comes to vocalists like that. Like, uh, it's a shame that like this band isn't as big as they should be. And uh, also, I would love to hear like a solo album from him. Really, I feel like is he like a? Can he play a bunch of instruments? I don't know. He was on tour with Rare Candy though, right oh, around there. Really, right around the time that we had Alex on the show. Oh, they that's played cool. played a show in Chicago together. So. He was actually going to be on my list, and then Alex was. Yeah, I love his voice, dude. Dude, he's got a great voice. I've been such a kiss ass to Alex was because I but love he's him so, so nice. much. Yeah, he's the nicest person. Yeah, just like I was so cool seeing him at that show too. Mm-hmm. Give us some stickers, some stickers, nice in picture. There. There's those two goofy guys who are like trying to like bump in on our conversation i know and like alex and the roper's looked, like trying to sell them on the podcast <laughs> well because they just stood there awkwardly while yeah. alex was getting us getting our stickers i know and i was like fuck off guys you don't get any yeah, stickers i bet you never even listen to rare candy yeah but <clears throat> we should have put alex on our list we should, I I was like he was the last person I had to kick off, Aww. and uh, the only reason why is because I really felt like I needed to have a female vocalist on here. That's fair. So. Well, we could always do a part two, and we will one day. Maybe maybe I'll do uh I'll put all females on my list next time, and I'll okay yeah. And then you put Alex on your list. Okay, he's your only one. But yeah, <laughs> uh, like. I don't know. How do you feel about Joey Fleming? Like, I, I really like his voice. I don't really see the raspy as much. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily raspy, but there's some sort of like rawness to it. I should say. Sure. I, 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 I have nothing bad to say about yeah. him. Um, I, I think the instrumentals really emphasize his voice really oh, yeah. well. Um, it's it's one of those bands that you're right doesn't get enough attention. Um, I don't have that much of an attachment to Joey Fleming's, yeah. but I feel like I definitely could if I gave it a chance. Yeah. I think, too, like, their earlier stuff is a lot more heavy than Steady Glow. I shouldn't say a lot more heavy, but mm-hmm. a little heavier, which his voice was, like, fitting for that early style, but I think it definitely fits for this newer style that they got going on, too. Yeah. That's all I got about that. You got Mr. Fleming's. Yeah. I felt I was kind of worried with this episode that like I wouldn't be able to describe why they stand out to me. I would just ramble on. I feel like I'm doing that. <laughs> I feel like that's just what a podcast is. You just yeah, you just talk the talk. Okay, that's good. You so don't have gonna... to. You don't have. This is more of our opinion conversation based. You don't have to have. I try to add big words to make people think I'm a little smarter than I actually am. Doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Average IQ over here. <laughs> um. 
So anyway, <laughs> I picked uh, a day to remember. Um, uh, this is my controversial pick on the list. I was gonna say I don't think he would have made any of my lists. Really? Oh man. I think I like a day to remember, and I like a lot of their older music, but vocally, like, I don't know. For me, when I think of like top vocalists, I don't have Jeremy McKinnon on my list. Oh really? I which do. like I mean I don't think he has a bad voice. It's just. Well, I guess if you implement in the fact that he screams too, then that's, I can that's see part there's a lot more talent in that. It was then. it was between him and Chunk No Captain Chunk. Yeah. Because like they both, and I think Chunk No Captain Chunk has a better scream than Jeremy. Yeah. But I was like, well, okay, but who would I rather hear my favorite songs from each band from? And I'd be yeah. like, it'd be Jeremy. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, it's Jeremy McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> I chose the song, It's Complicated. I chose it because I felt like it gave a good example of both of the softer, not softer, clean vocals and uh, uh, more of a aggressive tone to it. That's good. So here's what I said. Um, as much shit as we give a day to remember on their, on their last It's only because we love them. It's only because we love them. Um, it's hard to deny how talented Jeremy McKinnon is. Uh, his clean vocals and screaming vocals are superb, and he proves that on his records and on the stage. Um, I think that's like honestly it kind of blew me away about, that's true yeah like how well he actually does on stage there's been a few times i've seen him live where it, it like you could tell like he's straining his voice um yeah. the which, more the more that you talk about it the more i'm thinking to myself to see, that i'm wrong to because uh day to remember is i've seen them like twice i think and both mm-hmm. times i did not leave upset at all i they put on a great show there's there are a few concerts that I've been to where I just leave the venue just naturally just high off of life mm-hmm. because of how great it was. Got that serotonin kick yeah. you needed. Um, so I, I really think that he also has the potential to write really good lyrics. Yeah. Because um, I had that to be part of my list here. But um, but maybe the state of life he's in or like all the songs he's written with like all the Data Remembers uh, records, he's like just run out of ideas. I don't know. That could be. I don't know, man. Um, but I know the skill is in there. Uh, I'd kill to see this band make like a triumphant return in the style of common courtesy or what separates me from you. Um, but that dream may be dead and gone. (laughs) I saw in your notes. I saw your notes. Yeah. (laughs) Q state champs reference for Roper. (laughs) That's funny because I put something in my notes. Don't spoil it for me. But I think I just skipped over it. Yeah. Because it was on my first one about how I was gushing over Parker Cannon. I was about to be like, I talk about him almost as much as Hunter talks about Dan Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, overall with Jeremy, like I can see, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Like yeah. he wouldn't be like an obvious choice. But for me, like this was the dude I was talking about earlier where I was like, this was the guy that got me into this type oh, okay. of music or he was one of the, he was one of the helping hands. Cause well, I now, remember now that makes sense with the uh, fray and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was like, cause, cause he had enough clean vocals to where I was like really into it. And they're then, a nice gateway band. Though. They they are a perfect yeah. gateway band. Um, they like just do everything right. And I was actually watching a pop, not pop punk, a punk NBA or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Um, and he, 
was he was like talking about their career and like why they're successful and he mentioned that they use their songwriting structure is actually the same as pop music oh um, yeah dude so it's it's inviting it's easy for people to come in he was talking about how a lot of bands in the metalcore genre which is i don't know if you could call them now a metalcore band but they used yeah. to be yeah um like they would just have a bunch of random riffs places that they didn't necessarily need to and be and then high ass vocals mm-hmm. while like this band did it different where it was like it seemed more structured it seemed like yeah it was more easy for people to get into um and i like as much as i like i said earlier as much as i've shat on the last two records they've released i genuinely love this band yeah it doesn't like overshadow the other albums that they put out exactly and i and i still think they have the talent like they're all incredible musicians yeah um jeremy has an amazing voice on stage like i've seen him like pull out stuff that i really thought was all vocal processing in the studio yeah which i'm sure he probably had some help with maybe just a little bit but but not stuff that you could fix that fast um like i know what autotude sounds like and on a live stage and that wasn't it (laughs) so there's like actually this one part i i don't know if it was a youtube video or what but i was watching him sing a part of the song and like it sounded like exactly like it was on the record. And then he dropped the mic and you can hear like the mic going away from his mouth as he's singing it. Like, and I'm like, wow, like that's like genuinely him. And that's phenomenal. That's like a lot of talent too, because he has to balance both clean and unclean vocals. And for him to sound as good as he does on the record, Mm -hmm. if not better, I don't know. It just depends on if you like live music or studio music more. Yeah. But for him to kind of, have that same sound like touring and shit like that's phenomenal that's a lot of vocal training and he's also like for lack of a better term like dancing and like yeah you know like putting movement into it because when you're in a studio for the most part you're standing pretty fucking still in front of a mic and like you're doing everything in your power to like hit the proper notes yeah um so when you're on stage that's why like you'll go see a band live that's like maybe newer that like doesn't quite have it all down yet yeah like you can you can tell like because they're trying to put on a show i think when you're watching a live show it's more important to be entertained by seeing what's on the stage yeah rather than like hearing exactly what you hear on the record um but maybe that's just my own two cents. I well, don't people don't people don't want to pay a certain amount of money just to watch somebody stand in one place the whole time. Exactly. You but there's some bands in, that do it, yep. you know. Um, but anyway, uh, that's that's my little uh, love rant to Mr. McKinnon. <laughs> so um, how about you uh, go ahead with yours? All right. So my next pick. Mm-hmm. Um, he played in two different bands. Please tell me. I uh, played in Mayday Parade. Oh, okay. And also his own band, Go Radio. Go Radio is no more, though. He also played in Jason Lancaster. <laughs> well, thanks for spoiling my next one. <laughs> you spoiled my last one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't even realize it as I was talking. And you're like, well, thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> Just uh, like, oh, shit. Yeah, so I picked Jason Lancaster. Mm. Um,. A song that everybody should check out. This was hard for me to decide. So many good ones. So many fucking ones. Uh, I almost picked a sad Mayday Parade song. But instead I picked Collide.
Anything this guy puts out just hits you right in the heart. Kind of sad he didn't pick Goodnight Moon though. Because I feel I, like that's like his best vocal performance. It is. It is. But I am so tired of that song. Fine. Yeah. For years, I just, <laughs> dude. I mean, all like my last year of high school, uh, my last two years of high school, I should say, eleventh uh, and twelfth grade. I was like huge, like big Mayday Parade fan, and uh. I think I found them my sophomore year, but I'd like dropped off and started listening to them again. I think it dropped off because I thought my friends would make fun of me for listening to them. <laughs> of course. And then I'm like, hey guys, check out this band. And then they're like, oh, it's really good music. I'm like, I don't fucking know it. <laughs> and like, uh, <laughs> but the thing that stood out to me the most about Mayday Parade was Jason Lancaster's voice. Yeah. Um, because like, I think the first song that I heard by them was Jamie All Over. And, like, he comes in hard. Yeah, he uh, killed like, that song. Fucking nails it, dude. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was watching the video of that when I was, like, in 11th, 11th or 12th grade. I'm like, man, the vocals do not line up whatsoever for the video because he's not in it. He had already left the band, but oh, I didn't know I it didn't at know the time. That, yeah. And so I went and saw them in concert, like, later that year. And I went to, like, sing the Jason Lancaster parts. And then, then again, I'm like, Wait a minute, the bass player's not even singing this part because in the video, it's their bass player singing the part. And wasn't he the drum? No, he was uh, like a guitar player. He was a guitar player, yeah. my bad. He's a rhythm guitar player. But the drummer does the backup vocals for Mayday Parade now. Oh, okay, maybe yeah. that's why I was getting confused. So he does he does all the Jason parts. And I'm like, man, this does not sound the same. And then it, I like did a simple Google search and found out that Jason Lancaster's not in Mayday Parade anymore. And I was like, didn't they kick him out because he's ugly? No. Oh, why did I hear he's, that? And he's he, not even ugly, just so everyone no. knows. But that, I heard that was the rumor. No, his dad died. Or oh, his dad, Jesus. His dad was either... No, his dad did pass, and so he left the band. Oh, I could have swore he got kicked out, and that's why he started Go Radio. That was a big rumor of what happened. Mm. But his dad, his dad was either dying or had died. And then he left Mayday Parade um, over, he left that over his dad passing. And then I think there was some like uh, songwriting credits that he wasn't getting or something like that. I don't yeah, wasn't know. there some type of bad blood or something? It there? wasn't like necessarily bad blood, bad blood, but like he was just, he was at a point where he had to leave the band. Um, mm. It had to do with, it had to do with creative direction or whatever. I'm not sure. But, like, I think they're still cool because he would always, like, if they ever played a show together, he would always get up and play Miserable at Best. Yeah, yeah, I've, so, I've, yeah. I've heard that story. So why did he start Jason Lancaster, do you know? His solo project? Correct. Um, I think Go Radio had just uh, broken up. Okay. I'm not sure why. Uh, I think he was getting married, too, around that time. Yeah, I think that. Around that the time too. of their last album, and... Uh, and then he started going into like more so of a gospel. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't always wasn't a bigger fan of the last I release I listened. I didn't to. really listen to his solo stuff as much as I did Go Radio. But like, anything this guy's on is just like fucking gold. It is. It is the, the voice of an angel. Dude, the contrast between him and Derek in Mayday Parade was like unmatched. Mm-hmm. I feel like he wasn't given enough time on the vocals with Mayday Parade though. I feel like he was an afterthought. Well you feel I mean like Derek's definitely the front man of that band. And like as beautiful a voice as he has and it's Jason's all preference. Was, yeah. I would tell you a hundred times over that Jason Lancaster was 
my favorite vocalist of that band. Mm. And then when uh, when I found out about Go Radio, everybody was like stuck on Mayday Parade still. I'm like, you guys haven't even heard the best of it. <laughs> you love telling like, that story. And then, and then I would show everybody like Go Radio, and they're like, who is this? I'm like, it's the other guy from Mayday Parade. And they're all like, oh, <gasps> you're like, wow. You have such good taste. Mm-hmm. That was like that was like your claim to fame. Literally, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like, I don't know. I always like showing people music. So yeah, I love Especially watching you try to show me music and then me ignoring it and then you getting frustrated. Yeah, I, but then I do listen to it and I don't tell you. Oh, you son of a bitch! I know. I don't want you to have that satisfaction. And then oh. and then months later, I go, "Have you heard this band?" Yeah, and then I get frustrated <laughs> because I'm like, "I fucking showed you." Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Jason Lancaster, like, go fucking listen to Go Radio. Go do it, pussies. Go do it. That was a little aggressive. Wow. I know, I'm sorry. I just like Go Jason. do it, kitties. Go go little kitty kitties. Um, we gotta stop that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, the band Less Than Jake and Rehasher. Ooh. Um, and the vocalist is Roger Lima. Roger's phenomenal. I love Roger Lima, dude. Um, I think it would be, we talked about Lesson Jake recently, so I decided to go with a rehash or something. Actually. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're very welcome, you're very welcome. And I chose Lift. I hear it? Uh, thanks for not rehashing less than Jake for us. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that there'll be a few people that really like that I one. I see you grinding your teeth right now. Yeah, I'm like squishing the top of my head because like I'm getting an angerism. You asked me to do this podcast with you. I know. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? We were both drunk when I brought it up. <laughs> yep. You mm-hmm. had to bring it up twice. It's kind of like when like uh, two, uh, two youngsters like meet at a bar after getting drunk and then they have a baby and they're just stuck with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's us now. <laughs> hey, at least this is less expensive than a baby. True. For the most part, yeah. But like mentally taxing is definitely on there sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um so anyway, listen, Roger is an incredible musician. Um I've always been blown away by the power of the dude can emit with the uh, dreads on his beautiful head. <laughs> I was really proud of that joke. Um, I feel like most people know his more laid back persona of Less Than Jake, but the dude has some like punk vocals and rehasher that are often forgotten. And that's not cool, man. It's not cool. Yeah. So if horns aren't your thing, then maybe some rehasher is. Yeah. Um, it's a different side of Roger that shouldn't be looked over. Like you can definitely tell it's Roger singing. Oh, yeah. But I do feel like he definitely has that extra rasp to it. That's what I was going to say. And I I really like that. Just more, just more aggression in there. Um, The, I've noticed like their first two records, which is when I had discovered them are more, um, more punk than pop punk, but they definitely have a few like pop punk gems. Uh, There's this song called everybody hates their life or everybody hates their job or boss. I don't know. Something like that. Either or, man. And it's so pop punk. And I really wanted to pick <laughs> it, but it wouldn't like prove my styles or prove my point. So it's okay. Maybe, maybe we all can go out and check out for ourselves. Maybe you could. Um, I hope someone does. I beg of you. Um, but also like Roger and Lesson Jake is like, I know that you also have Chris to makes, but they have that, they have that perfect like contrast. Mm-hmm. Just like I was talking about earlier. Just like they do a great job together. Um, and I'm always going to like prefer Roger over Chris, but yeah. 
there are times like especially in the hello rock view record that i think chris really is awesome on yeah but like my favorite song all my friends are metalheads yeah. um like roger kills it like it is oh it's so good there's actually a video on youtube i don't know why i'm so on videos today um but there's a video on youtube of like roger in the back or like i don't know he's like being taxed around by a guy in a bike or something and he's just like like in a sidecar and he's just this acoustic guitar and they're like going through uh, I want to say it's like a different country and he's just like playing the song <laughs> and it's so like, there's just so much going on. It's so cool to watch. Yeah. Um, and him like singing it, like he would sing it on the record and it's, ah, it's so cool. So anyway, Roger's like a great vocalist. I, I hope that, uh, you guys agree with my taste because I need, uh, to be validated. He needs validation. <laughs> I need it. I need it bad. He doesn't get a lot. Mm-mm, not anymore. Anyway. Um, and, uh, I would like you guys to give Roger the time of day, yeah. especially in rehasher. Cause it's like one of his more passion-y projects that I feel like should get some more attention. Yeah. But anyway, rope dog. Yo. What's your number one? What's your number uno? And numero uno. This guy is in a band called Amorosa. Mm-hmm. And he was also in a band called Squid and the Whale. Or it might be Squid the Whale. Either or. It's Squid and a Whale. Squid and a Whale are both involved. Um, this guy's name is Bradley Walden. Mr. Walden. Mr. Walden. Uh, song, if you want to see, like, how phenomenal this guy is, or hear how phenomenal this guy is, go check out the song Helpless. No, no, no. He's a modern day Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's funny that you you said that because I told you that my buddy had said that years ago and I got really mad. Mm-hmm. But you guys aren't wrong. Mm-hmm. He's just uh, got that soul, my dude. This dude's voice is like phenomenal. Uh, his range is just absolutely unreal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. Uh, just and it boy. just like it blows my mind that this guy this guy has to be like thirty like mid thirties now. Mm-hmm. But he never had like a music career until his like late twenties. Like he, yeah, yeah. He like went into the military, went into the military, and like, um, like would like sing to himself and stuff. And then like he went and sang karaoke with his uncle, and his uncle's like, "Do you realize like how good you are?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You have a phenomenal voice." And then ever since that, he kind of pursued like he pursued a music career. Uh, his, he like started off or he was like the second singer in this band called Squid and the Whale. And that's where he like, you can hear his like more so blues influence or like soulful influence on it. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, when, uh, Johnny Craig got kicked out of Amorosa, I was like a little sad because I feel like that era of Amorosa is like Johnny Craig's best work. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that was, I was just in love with that band at that point. And then, uh, I was like skeptical cause I'm like, there's no way anybody could replace that dude or fill his shoes. And I was wrong. 
because 2013 they announced that they found a new singer and they announced Bradley. And so I went and checked out Squid and the Whale. I'm like, okay, this band's in good hands. <laughs> and so... Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. How many bands has Johnny Craig been in? Like three or four? Um, Five that I know of. Five, wow. Yeah, because yeah, he had his band uh, before Dance, Gavin Dance uh, called Ghost Runner on third. And they weren't really like big. Yeah. Other shit got re-released in like 2009 when Johnny Craig did his own solo stuff. See, he was in uh, Ghost Runner on Third, Dance Gavin Dance, Emerosa, um, then that big like there was this big like mega band with like Craig Owens, uh, the brothers that are in Pierce the Veil. Oh, and the one Vic other, brothers. Yeah, or isn't it Vic something? Uh, Fuentes. Yeah, he's in that band with them, and then he started the band Slaves, and then got kicked out of that own. Kicked out of the band that he started. Well, you know. Heroin's a terrible drug, guys. Yeah, I hear he's not a nice guy. No, so. He's not a very good person. Um, but yeah, so like once I checked out uh once I checked out Squid and the Whale, I was like, okay, these guys are fine. And then they put out their first single with him, uh, called Mad. And I was like, Okay, I can get behind this. And it's cool to see the progression of that band too, because when they put out their first album with Bradley it sounded like it sounded like a continuation of the Johnny Craig era mm-hmm. of Emerosa and then like you can hear the potential in his vocals where you're like oh man this guy's like I feel like he's kind of holding back and then they in 131 they started to get a little, little more poppy on that album yeah I've noticed it's very with like helpless and stuff like that mm-hmm. you can kind of see as like R&B, like, soul bluesy influence. And then the, their most fucking, uh, their most recent album, uh, Peach Club, that one's, like, a fucking pop record. That's the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah. That album, like, it's not my favorite by them just because the shift is so different, but it's got probably my favorite Emerosa song on there, which is uh, So Bad. That song yeah. is so fucking catchy, dude. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah. a Michael Jackson reference? I don't know. I'm so bad. So bad. Oh, you're just thinking of the song Bad by Michael Jackson. Yeah. Who's bad? <laughs> That's all I got to say about Bradley Walton. I feel like he's just like underrated and nobody really gives him credit. They he's always, a great vocalist. They always like kind of, they always compare him to Johnny Craig. And it's funny because uh, a couple of years ago when he was on Shane Toll's podcast, uh, the lead singer Silverstein. Mm-hmm. They uh, he had asked him about uh, Shane had asked Bradley about Johnny Craig, and he's like, "You guys ever like talk things out or anything?" And like Bradley's like, "I don't really fucking care to. Like, the guy's an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> and like you could kind of hear in Shane Told's voice, he's like getting ready to defend Johnny Craig, and he's like, "You know, he's reached out, but I." things you said i just don't care because he's an asshole for no reason like i didn't choose to get kicked out of amorosa i just replaced you and stuff like that i was like this dude's got mad balls i mean what's johnny craig gonna fucking do go do heroin <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i used to love johnny craig so much dude i, I think thought, he's got a great voice but i like... thought he was the best vocalist in the scene and then you just hear about all the nasty things that he did to people and you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Dude? There are better people you can support. Exactly. You that's know? that's like, you know, we always talk about the allegations and stuff and how it's hard to like mm-hmm. come back to musicians after that. And like 
I found this video about Johnny Craig, and after I watched it, I was like, no, never again. Yeah. Oh, well. But, yeah. So, if you're on the same train as me, go check out Bradley Walden and Emma Rosa, and I guarantee you, you will have a good time. You'll either cry because the music is so beautiful, or you dance your fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. <laughs> Way to sell it, my dude. All right, I want to make my number one quick, because it's obvious. Um... From the band The Wonder Years and Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties comes Dan Campbell. No one Man, saw that coming. I didn't even think you knew who that guy was. You know what? I've I've seen him a few times. Um, I picked the song Cigarettes and the Saints. pick this one because it's like the perfect representation of like what this guy can do it is the it is it is the perfect representation so i'm just gonna dive in here um i know this is obvious but i don't care <laughs> i i was literally mad writing this <laughs> so man i had to pick my favorite musician for well, number just, one it was because like you just know like yeah. um i literally have freight i <laughs> I forgot I wrote this. I literally have a framed photo of Dan in my apartment. So yes, I have the biggest crush on this on this saint, and I love to talk about Dan and the Wonder Years. So here we go. Um, I've had a hard time finding another musician that can sell emotion in music like Dan can. Uh, if you ever go to a live show with the Wonder Years, it's literally an emotional awakening and a therapy session all in one. Um, now getting to like the lyrical content of Dan uh, is another amazing feat that i can't go on forever with um, but the dude literally created a fictional character and essentially wrote a play around him um i've never cared about a fictional character more than aaron and that is saying something um so like i said i can go on forever so i'm just gonna stop stop mainly here i'm gonna let roper because i know roper's a big fan as well um so sorry for being extra obvious <laughs> what do you think i think uh Dan Campbell is just an anomaly to me. Like, yeah. I don't understand how somebody has that much talent. He's he's such a good dude. He's such a nice dude. Like, the guy's, like, has... I've never heard a bad story about him. No. Um, I heard, like, there was... After an Aaron West show, he had food prepared um, for the people that were... I don't... It was, like, some, like, lint or something, maybe? It was a thing where you couldn't eat till a certain time, so oh, all these people they were... They were, like, fasting? Fasting or something, yeah. and then and then after the show ended, their time had ended, so he had prepared, like, food for them or something. What a nice like, it's just It's just little stuff like that, like the abs- absolute opposite of Johnny Craig or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or anything like that. You know, like, I'm, I'm so happy to support... Um, him and the rest of the Wonder Years. We had Casey on the show recently. Yeah. Um. That is, I mean, like, I think he's 
proof enough that like they're some of the nicest people on the planet absolutely um so and they're like they all uh, you know what's amazing they've been a band for like over 15 years yeah um and closer to 20 now and they uh and they all like still really love and care for each other yeah that's that's one of the things that makes that band special too is they're all still friends and they all come back and like put out good music a lot of bands that have been together that long or even longer um it could go one of two ways they could be like the wonder years or mm-hmm. they could just absolutely hate each other and travel exactly. in different vehicles and stuff and just do it for a paycheck but these guys actually like love they love their fans and they just love making music together mm-hmm. like he's like in the music field like if they're he's a great inspiration and he's like oh, yeah. someone that people should absolutely look up to um again him and the rest of the band like they're just i i'm sure i could talk I, i'm sure that i could hear a, a hundred like kind stories from oh, these yeah. guys so um again sorry for being obvious uh i think the big thing is like the dude can sell emotion like no other oh yeah and i think that's what's most important to me in a vocalist is like finding that emotion um and dan's got it all so and he wrote a song about steve Irwin. he did yeah uh ter- for- was it between two hearts or between like two that. hearts i forgot about that song until today i'm like man i know this is a slow song but i can't remember if it's we won't bury you. And then it was, I was like, Oh, this is the crocodile hunter song. Yes. <laughs> He's got, I, I do, I do love like listening to like their the first releases and yeah. then listening to like their most recent, like seeing how different, cause they were like such a joke band. They before. were like so goofy and stuff before. And then now they're just like, they, they literally could hit on any emotion now. It's yeah. It's great. Um, that's our list. Roper, we we have conjured up some amazingly talented people. We did in the scene, and I'm very happy that uh that we had done this. Me too. So, um, you guys should you know uh, check these bands out, uh, especially Jetty Bones because I feel bad she doesn't have more listeners. Yeah. She needs more listeners. Um, it's just, it's nice that she made our list too because I was not expecting it at all. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Until I thought of it, I was like, oh fuck, Jetty Bones got to be on this list. So, um, so instead of, uh, we've, we've been, you know, really going at it for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> so let's it's, move on. We haven't seen each other in a week. So. I know we miss each other. That's all. <laughs> That's all. All right. Let's, let's move on. Let's move okay. on. Okay. Are any of you listeners in a small and up-and-coming band? If that's the case, we would love to hear from you. If you want to be a part of the show, we have a nifty Google form you can fill out to give us all the info we need to get your song submitted. You can find a link to the form in our link tree on any and all of our social medias. Now, Roper, mm-hmm. this week we got All Systems Go. Hell yeah. Um, with their song, No One Does Homecoming Like Us. So what's up, what's up with this All Systems Go band? So All Systems Go is a rock band from Delron, New Jersey, formed in July of 2016. Uh, with the well-blending voices of two vocalists, fiery riffs and solos, jumpy bass lines, lead style drumming, and high energy on stage... All System Go creates a sound often described as pop punk with rock and roll vibes. I like that. After a couple of years of playing local shows in South Jersey bars and restaurants and handing out demos on burned CDs, respect by the way, they dropped their debut album, Garden State Skies, and followed up EP The Waiting Room both in 2019 and expanded their reach with 30 shows across the New Jersey Pennsylvania, New York, tri-state area. 
Since then, the band has seen slow and steady growth in the pop-punk scene. All Systems Go is currently working with producer Nick Buzizi. I can never pronounce Buzizi. it. Buzizi. I can never pronounce it. A man overboard on the music. Yeah. Um, Nick actually follows us on Insty, so that's really cool. I, I love to hear that people are working with him. A few of our other friends are working yeah. with him. Uh, Goalkeeper. I Goalkeeper believe. did uh, their Black and Blue reimagined with him. Yeah, and I think they're actually going to do the record with him, too. Ooh. So that'd be cool. So what's the story behind this song? Uh, the song's lyrics were inspired by Matt seeing a post in his high school's class Facebook group about their 10-year reunion happening in a couple of years and how the person who posted it couldn't believe how successful everyone is now. And upon seeing this post, feeling stuck, complacent, falling behind in life, etc., the song reflects how the band's hometown was such a great place to have grown up. But now being in their mid-20s and most of their friends moved away has very little to offer, and aside from being an okay place to live as a band, we think many people have had similar feelings of complacency. And we hope some of the song's lyrics facing change doesn't seem so scary and encourage people to overcome any fears of taking risks, breaking down out of their shell, getting out of their hometown, reaching for higher goals, etc., Boy, I felt that uh, story behind the song. Yeah, I uh, I can relate with that immensely. My 10-year my reunion was last summer, and I didn't go. Really? Yeah, because oh. I didn't want to see how successful everybody was. Oh, that's sad. Kind of. And then I was like, all the people that ended up going, I see them anyways. So it's like, nah, whatever. Yeah. We yeah. don't need a party because we graduated high school 10 years ago. Well, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> I went to the art festival instead. Okay. Well, that sounds creative. It was great. <laughs> Uh, should we play this sound? Kick it!
Did you did you like this ditty? This ditty's great. This band fucking rules. Dude. I like this ditty. Um, I I now that I've like got the background behind the song, it kind of hits a little harder yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I really I I I know this probably isn't like a huge thing for most people, but like the little guitars. I was and just the about bridge, to see that. Oh yeah. It was yeah. Like, oh, it really hit me. I really really love that. Um, I think they did a great job with this song. Um, and also I don't know why, but like the album artwork for it like looks really appealing to me. Yeah, so, it's really cool. Um, love that. What else do you think? I think I think these guys are gonna fucking be huge. You like, think they're gonna be huge? Yeah, I, I love that for they them. They followed us for they followed us since like the beginning of the show too. Oh, thanks, Pretty guys. Sure, yeah. And they like all of our stuff too, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm glad I we just, got to support you back. Yeah, I think think they've been on this list for a long time, which like we're backed up, obviously. But yeah, but it's nice it's nice to see that these guys have like stuck with it for so long Mm -hmm. i mean it's only been about a year and a half but much love to these guys yeah big Um, love um and we are excited to see where you guys continue to go with as time progresses absolutely so we will be following the career yeah i can't wait to see what else they put out i say that for every band but like I get genuinely excited when we get all these new bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. And bands that like you're more likely not going to hear right now in their yeah. earlier stages. So it's cool to watch them grow. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, give uh, Senses... Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I was reading an article. <laughs> so, yeah, give all systems. Go a listen. They only have 917 monthly listeners, which is actually something to be proud of. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Um, But still think they deserve a little bit more. Yeah. They got a lot of great songs you guys should listen to. Fuck yeah. You guys want to reach out to us at any point in your life, you know where to do that by now. Mm -hmm. But if you don't and you're brand new to this podcast, we're at PPES Podcast on Mm -hmm. all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Spotify. And then if you can't find us on any of those, we got a nifty link tree gonna show you where everything is absolutely literally everything that we're on is on that silly little link tree i set up yeah i really liked it it doesn't really look like much of a tree though it's just like just links just links but you know they had to add something to make it special you know how it is um we got some uh we got some business cards business um we got two different versions because uh one of roper's very lovely and kind friends had made one for us which is very nice and sweet of her um, it uh, features a picture of both of us that I love as the cover photo on my Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and hopefully uh, we'll be going to some shows and handing them out. So yeah. if you guys ever receive one and you listen to this, you could be like, hey, they're talking about me. Check out these guys. Check out these guys. It would be cool. But yeah, we uh, both uh, both sets are really uh, beautifully well made. Yeah. So I'm super pumped to be able to hand them out to people. It'll be, and if you get one, then you could try to collect the other. You know, it'll be like a nice variant. <laughs> yeah. 